Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Jimmy from Boston. First, nice pull with Shuley. I mean, that's a guess. Kid was funny. He told great stories. Second, and I know this is going to post the day after Christmas, but Merry Christmas. I mean it. Petey, Biscuit, my main man DJ Lou and every listener out there. Merry fucking Christmas. And we are coming upon a new year. We got 150 shows under our belt, and this shit's only getting better. Later. Pete and Sebastian show. This, this is the Christmas show. Oh, the weather outside. How are you, bro? Oh, I'm... man. Can we get a little jingle jangle from Lou on the introduction here? Yeah. Um, this is that time of year, and right before we got on, you said you were uh, you were hopped up. You were into this whole Christmas thing. Uh, what has changed in the last few days here? I'm just finally done. I got one more show tonight. Quick show. I hop in the car and I'm ready to listen listen to Christmas carols all the way home, dude. We can make millions. I have an idea for a Christmas remake for you. Do you know Do you know when the song when the chorus goes? Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah. I'm going to do one short verse. When I get to the let it snow part, instead, I just need you to go shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. All right. That's, so we just go like this. The podcast show is over. We'll see you next year like we told you. As long as we're not around. Shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. There you go. Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you get my uh, card? Did you get my gift? What's no, up? No, we didn't get nothing. Well, yeah, no, you're not going to get the gift till the 23rd. They wanted 25 bucks for me to two-day it. I'm like, yeah, the 23rd is fine. Bring it by horseback. <laughs> Give a shit. Care if a donkey fucking delivers it. Oh, 
Yeah, we did get the card. What a nice card. Thank what you. What a man. nice card. The kid bending down on the card. What a nice touch. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, man. It's all about the kid, man. It's all about the kid, For man. The Christmas the par- cards. Parents are nowhere to be found on the card. Did I, I don't Did you send me a card? Uh, I don't think we Oh, you'll be getting a card. Yeah, but did you do fan like did you guys make a Christmas card? I would have no. liked to. No, come on. What? Listen, make the Christmas card when you got a family, when you got kids. Yeah, you know, what, what are you gonna do? Me and me and uh, Lana show up on a card? It's too soon. Too for soon. Me, too soon. Too soon. Um, did you get our gift? We told. I think we mentioned it when we were drinking the other day. It was the from Amazon, and you sent it to my in-laws, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you go pick it up, or is it still sitting under the tree over there? Oh no, no. We got it now under our tree at our place. I told you we don't open gifts until oh, Christmas, man. I know you open, open as you get. Uh, Very excited. In grade school, you gotta wait till. Who gonna wait till Christmas Eve? <laughs> it's the thought, man. But no, seriously, <laughs> you can make fun of me all you want. Talk to me on Christmas when you're sitting there looking at a barren tree with nothing to open underneath it because you're a glutton. Do you even let the mailman place it on the porch or do you snatch it right out of his hands? Oh, I take it right out of his hands. <laughs> I meet him on the sidewalk. And speaking of uh, Christmas gifts, by the way, I put the tree up last night. It's decorated. I, I got to tell you, we, me and Lana should be doing this professionally. Yeah, I gotta send you a photo of the tree. Just, it's just, man, with the white flock and the red ornaments, and then with these white feathers that Lana puts in the damn thing, it's unbelievable. So you, so you went, you got a real tree again, and you did the flocking again. Oh yeah, Uh, flocking's our thing. We wanted to do a red flock, but we, but they were out of red flock. We had to go white. But how, how cool would a red tree look? See, Atlas, man, I'm surprised because you're from Chicago, which is basically, I consider, East Coast. What are you doing, man? Green, real tree, regular lights. I said, your tree belongs in Bloomingdale's, bro. Yeah. No, not? because you're not in Bloomingdale's. It's your home. It's got, I don't know. I guess it's the L.A. thing. I can't believe they're out of this red shit. They're out of it? I yeah, mean, it's sold out. Sold out. Red flock sold out. <laughs> the only thing they had left is white and pink. And I wasn't going to go pink. Oh, thank God. What is what? The flocking, though, I thought it was supposed to make it look like snow, right? Yeah, but this is like a red flock. It just adds a little pizzazz to the tree. So what we ended up doing is we got a little, like, three-foot tree. Not even three feet. I'd say about two feet. Little small little tree with the red flock because they only had enough for a small tree. We got a little small tree for my nieces, the twins, and uh, and the four year old Talia. Yeah, we had, that's had a ni- nice little tree. A separate tree for the kids. So it's at your house, so when they're there, there'll be their presents under it, or are you bringing it to their house? No, no, that's going to be at our house for Christmas Day. So when they come, all their gifts are going to be under their little tree. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, man. Nice. Um, What's Uh, the plan this week? The plan is, uh, you know, go home. Then tomorrow we all, we do the whole Christmas thing. Me, Jackie, and and Sadie just around town. I got to go. Well, actually, no, Jackie picked them up for me. I meant to tell you, there's no... There's no place where I live to get your shoes fixed, right? And I got, like, old boots that I like to always get resold and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to drive up to the Amish because the guy does them up there. So uh, Jackie went to pick up a pair of boots. And the thing about the Amish, bro, is, like, you know, 
they don't even know the price of things these days. So you get shit for way cheap. Yeah. Uh, cat's out of the bag, man. 40 bucks the Amish charged Jackie for one pair of boots to resole. What? What? What is this, Melrose? 40 dollars Go get a new pair. God, that's what... It, well, I mean, I happen to like these. They're good luck, and I always get them redone. But it's still, man. I mean, the nerve of the Amish. $40. So, I'm, I'm, what do you mean? Re, how old are the shoes? Actually, these shoes are these boots aren't that old, but the bottom, the sole is like a, a, a you know, like a wood, like um, you know, a wood, dr- like a, dr- a dress shoe, you know. So yeah. I and I like to wear them on stage, but I slide around like I ice skate. So I said I want a thin rubber sole. And the Amish guy was smoking his pipe, sitting by the coal fire when I was talking to him, and he's like, "We can do that. We can do that." And I'm like, this guy's going to charge me five bucks. Look yeah. at this. And then uh, cut to, you know, basically, he thinks he's working on Madison Avenue. So <laughs> the, the nerve. The nerve, right? So anyway, I was going to go get them. Those are done. Now, all we do is our tradition is two things. One, we go out to the grave of the dog. Oh, that's right. This is what, the second year on the grave? Second year on the grave, have a drink, sing a carol. And then we watch The Grinch with Jim Carrey. And then I go to my, my, my parents, it's going to be great, man. All my, my uh, brother's boys are going to be there. It's going to be a zoo. But like my old man, right? We're getting there the day before. And I go, Dad, if we're going to go out to dinner on Christmas Eve, let's just go local right in town. I, I don't want to drive anywhere. I got, you know, with Sadie and stuff. Oh, she'll be fine. I go, yeah, Dad, I know she'll be fine, but she'll just have driven six hours. So I'd just rather not go, you know, well, your mother and I had an idea for a restaurant. And I'm like... Shut it! Just let's just go local. Why you know? Some sometimes on Christmas, families try to make things too perfect, and it gets crazy. I, I don't know. I gotta tell you, I'm with your father on this. Why? Why? Why do we gotta? Why do we? Dude, do Dick, because the, my daughter has just been in a car six hours for a, she don't know. Oh, for a child her age to be in a car for six hours is the equivalent of you being in a dentist office for three hours. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if your father had his heart set on going to a nice place, and then you come in with this local crap, I, I, I gotta go with your father on this, man. Nah, they they got they live right above a hill in a town called Easton, Pennsylvania, and there's some nice restaurants in Easton. But in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is about 25 minutes away, there's this old uh, hotel with a great restaurant, and it's all decked out, and they like to go there. And I'm like, oh, come on with the hotel. I'm not as enamored with it as you are. Just go down the bottom of the hill. So uh, so, so, uh, how is this going to work? Well, I, and I got to ask you this, and I know we, we went over this a couple casts ago, but... Uh, is Sadie restaurant ready? She was, and now she's not. It's amazing, man. It was like, even like she used to climb on stuff at the playground, and now there's certain things she's afraid to climb on. I'm like, you used to climb on that. And the doctor was telling me the other day, it's because as they get older, they start to realize the consequences. So, yeah. and I'm like, oh, interesting. So, like, now she was easy at the restaurant early on because she was just doughy eyed, happy to be out. And now, you know, she doesn't want food. She throws it on the ground. Shit, now it's a problem. We usually eat it about 3.30 in the afternoon if we go out to dinner. 
<laughs> I swear, we get in there like 10 minutes after the wait staff. I, I'm not kidding. As we start to file out a restaurant, the diners are coming in. Jackie's like, holy shit, we're getting out of here just in time. So I think my dad thinks he's going to throw a, a napkin, uh, stuff a napkin down her, put a plate of pasta in front of her and give us some Chianti. I don't know what he's <laughs> fucking thinking, man. Yeah, he's, he thinks it's a, he thinks it's a mini adult. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Here's a flashback. Are you gonna have that um, eggnog next week? Yeah, it's. I'm gonna come off the plane on Monday and right away start in on the eggnog because it needs to sit overnight, and then it will be ready for Tuesday night's uh, ornament. Uh, Extravaganza. See, now, when you're on stage, your last show before something like that, have you ever had these kind of moments? I'm not saying you'd have it. I'm not saying you'd have it exactly with this, but sometimes like, it happened to me in Cleveland. I was on stage, and uh, my mind was just going places. Sometimes I didn't want it to go, like trying to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could literally find yourself on stage making a crowd of people laughing, and in between bits, you have a moment where you're like. I got I to gotta get started with that fucking eggnog as soon as I laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and why does that happen? I don't know. And it makes me wonder, like, does Derek Jeter ever at the plate in the bottom of the ninth in the World Series, and he's like, oh, man, I got a brilliant tomorrow. My mom is still in town. Fuck. You know, like... It's it. Jerry Seinfeld talks about the same thing. That's not, not exactly the same, but he has said that he calls it Everything in the front of the store is working, but you're in the back of the store thinking about stuff. So, like, you know, like you could be performing yes. in the back of your head, be thinking about That's, something or not being in the moment. What a great analogy. Yes. Man. I've actually done that, but I've actually thought in the back of my head sometimes, wow, this is great. I'm on stage. I'm making people laugh. And tomorrow, I'm going to be making eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> the Pete and Sebastian Show. I got to quick get into something here. I know we have uh, some special guests coming on in a little bit, and maybe we don't have time for this, but I set it up maybe afterwards. But um, I don't know how you feel uh, with your shows, but it's come to the point where it's an epidemic, and I need to bring it up. The... And this isn't all men, obviously, but there's about a good solid 35, 40% of the men. And let's just stick to Saturday nights, the special nights, Saturday night. The entire I am seeing on a weekly basis on Saturday night from the men is just, it's it's unacceptable. I mean, can we just start with the camouflage? What the fuck are you hunting? Oh, uh, is this camouflage... Out to dinner? Are we talking... It's a comedy show. I, I mean, and it's everywhere oh, I play. Oh, God. You, it's everywhere. You'll, you'll see even when you go to Providence, a nice place like that. There's just... Cammies. Cam... That's not a style. I don't know what that is. Although, I know the camouflage look is kind of in with... Uh, if you look at some of the Nike apparel, the shorts and some of the uh, sweat tops have this camo look, but... I gotta tell you, to to come out in camouflage as an outfit, where's your head at? I mean, come on. I mean, especially when you're a grown adult. I blame the women. 
the women typically dress the men, and uh, for women to allow that is just uh, frightening. It is, and I, 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 every time I see that, I'm thinking there's another man whose woman you know has no control. Like like Jackie, I saw a man in the front row last night with a Popeye T-shirt on. I, I don't, I wouldn't wash my car in that. Oh God, I I, I hate the. I hate graphic T-shirts. Anything that has like a stupid face on it or a saying. Oh, God. Do you even have any of that? No. Even, I got to be honest, those tchotchke stores where people buy those sayings on, on pieces of wood and hang them on their wall. Like, Oh, God. I mean, do you really walk by your kitchen and go, oh, yeah, that pumps me up every time. Let every day be the day. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I make up my own sayings as I go. Yeah, anything, anything, anything that's got a saying on it, forget it. My my dad, I guess he was dancing at us up a storm at one of these uh, you know co op things where he lives at the golf course and stuff. So someone called him Fancy Pants, and then my mom found the wooden plaque that says Fancy Pants Dancer, and they hung it in the living room. I'm like, oh, I would, I wouldn't even burn that if I was cold. I know. I... <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Some decorations that people have up in our house—it's just—it it blows my mind. As soon as I walk into a house, I take a look at the decor. Yeah, my buddy growing up though had—I I always found this one a little clever. There was a little sign above the toilet his mother had that said, "We aim to please, you aim too, please." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So. Anyway, uh, you know in the past how I did, um, you know, uh, Monarios? Yeah. All right. Well, this is a little bit of a spin off of that, but I call it Wenarios. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought for the holiday season, I only got about 10 of them. I wanted to belt out these Wenarios, situations that men find themselves in. And, and I just like your opinion, a little guidance for some of these men. All right, Wenarios. Let's get back to Wenarios. Even when we try to have any kind of... I'm a... Should we just say what we're trying to do that we couldn't even set up? Uh, yeah. Why not? We just tried to finally set up a call. We figured it was going to be our, our version of a company Christmas party. <laughs> and we were going to have a four-way conversation with Jimmy from Boston and DJ Lou. Go a little live. Get to know those guys a bit more and have a conversation. It was all set up. And uh, DJ Lou completely flaked out and doesn't pick up. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Relax. I was five minutes late for the call. I just missed it. Don't act like I ruined the whole holiday, guy. Yeah, it's like the, the, the cast doesn't even want us to have guests. It's unbelievable, man. Although I think the Shuli interview, I have to say, was pretty damn good. And, and we, got, we got props. And again, we, you went radio silent on this. Watt coming in with saying that was a, a, a great interview. Oh, all right. I got. If I can bring up the Watt text saying that that was a great interview, I'm, I'm not sure that he or you realized that you're including me. So yeah, I know. I know you're there. Oh, I'm so there. I wasn't reading them. I, I was like, not. I wasn't not um, responding and getting involved because I was like, oh, maybe they don't know. But then the next day there was 18, and I went to look at him, and I got to tell you guys, I, I mean, as much as you know how I feel about you, bro. I like you um, tremendously, and you know JJ Watt. I got all the respect in the world for him, but I would I would really rather eavesdrop to two washer women folding clothes at a laundry. <laughs> I mean, 
If the, if the people could see your guys' text exchange, they would be so disappointed, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. <laughs> Discussions of cologne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what to do with the, the cologne? I got it. Did I tell you about the new cologne I got? Uh, no, you were, you were recommending it to what? Oh, God. It's called uh, Aventus from Creed. Oh, God. The cologne is so good, man. I gotta tell you, it's unbelievable. I, I, you know, you know what I'm doing now. What? And I and I learned this from the guy that actually sold me the cologne. His name's Rodney over at the Creed on uh, Madison Avenue. He says, spray your hands with the cologne, and every time you shake someone's hand. They go home with the scent of you. It's almost like a business card. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, too. Man. That is too invasive, man. I, I got no. I listen. I don't wear cologne. It makes me a little uh, nauseous. And no disrespect. I mean, there's no. I know there's really nice colognes. I just don't like the smell of a cologne. And, um, you know, sometimes when I put my coat at a, a restaurant and it gets in that coat rack and it comes back and there's ladies' perfumes, I don't, I don't like that. So I, I, I really, I don't know how I feel about you leaving your scent with me, man. Yeah, man. Can you imagine that? It's like you, you handshake <laughs> and then an hour later you kind of go and like maybe brush your hair back with your hand. You go, what the, what the hell is that? And then you go, oh, yeah. I saw Sebastian. <laughs> That's right, it sticks! Oh, man, I thought that was one of the best recommendations I've ever heard in my life. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was on the Stairmaster here at the gym uh, and an older African-American woman came in to work out and she smelled so good that, bro, I was literally this close to saying, excuse me, you just smell so good, but something inside me said that that's weird and I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to know what it was. I wasn't going to buy it, but goddamn, she really brightened up that room, man. I loved it. <laughs> and I just wanted her to know that I appreciated that. So, I mean, would would you be uncomfortable if a man that you didn't know, like you, let's say you're at an airport and you know you get on those trains to get to your gate and he just goes... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You smell fantastic. I, me and Lana were talking about this. This is the exact thing. I feel you can't really ask a guy what kind of cologne he's wearing. It kind of gets a little weird. Well, I mean, if, if you're rubbing it into my body and I'm walking away with it, don't I have a right to know what it is? Well, if I shook your hand and you know me and you met me, that but for a stranger to come up and go, excuse me, yeah. what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that plays with men. Well, what is it called again? That cologne you like? It's called Creed Aventus. So, like, if you shake a man's hand, you can lean over and like lightly whisper to him, "Go, you're gonna want to know later." It's called Creed, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because later on, he smells hand and go, "God damn, that smells good." Oh God, I'm telling. But a woman can. A woman obviously can. Yeah, a woman goes. God, you smell great. What, what do you have on? And then I, you know, Creed. 
Aventus. It's called Aventus, not Aventus. It's Aventus. But it's, but it, uh, but it's okay because you in the text said to JJ, I got a I got a, rec- a a new cologne recommendation. Yeah. And he shot right back with I'm all ears or something along those lines. Oh yeah, he's in. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in on the he's in on the colognes. <laughs> oh, that was so funny to me. Um, all right, well there you go, folks. It's Creed. If you're looking for a last minute stocking stuffer and you happen to be uh, on Madison Avenue shopping, if you, I don't know if we have any one percenters listening to this show, but if we do, <laughs> uh, I don't typically shop on Madison Avenue. I was just over in that part of town and I saw the place and I went in. And next thing you know, that's where I didn't I go into this that I. Uh, that's where Sinatra's cologne, I found Sinatra's cologne there. No, you didn't. We didn't go into this? No. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there talking to the guy, and really nice guy, and we end up talking about colognes. And I go, I'm looking for something. <clears throat> Back in the day, I used to wear Dunhill Red, I, and it had I a to, hint. I used to smoke those in the woods behind the high school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> two right. different, two different people. <laughs> uh, so we start talking. I go, "You got anything with a little cinnamon in it?" And I tried the one with the cinnamon, and then I go, eh, "It's a little too uh, potent for me." I'm looking for something a little bit more subtle. And then I go, "What about this one?" And he goes, "You know, that's Frank Sinatra's cologne." I go, "What?" And it's funny because we were just talking about if Frank Sinatra had his own scent. Yeah. Okay. I go, how do you know this is Frank's cologne? He goes, about a year ago, Paul Anka, who is another uh, crooner, songwriter. Having my baby. Great tune. Yeah. Used to write for Sinatra. He comes in and he gets two bottles of cologne. And mentions to the guy, do you know this one was Frank Sinatra's? And he goes, no, I, I did not know this. It's called Boys de Portugal. Now, I was going to buy it simply on the fact that it was Frank Sinatra's cologne. But this stuff is so heavy. Like... A shower wouldn't even remove it. That, that matched his personality, man. He wanted to be the loudest, most present one in the room. Oh, man. Again, if anybody is in a department store, say a Saks or a, um, you know, Barney's, go in. Boys de Portugal from Creed. It's Frank Sinatra's scent. And I and I put it on, yeah. And I walked around with with, with it the whole day. And I about after an hour, I felt like singing. I, I don't know what the hell's in this <laughs> shit. You <are> fucking <laughs> <laughs> see, you want to shake a hand and leave a little sense so they so they think of you down the line. But Sinatra, he was going for a whole different thing. When he left the room and people came to like that bar afterwards, they, he wanted people to go. Sinatra was here. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you could walk into his scent after he left. That's the type of scent this is. You know, when you could smell somebody after they're four blocks down and they leave an environment? He created a full scent environment around his persona. And I got to tell you what, 
I might have to go get the cologne just 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 to have it. Yeah, I can't think of another man. Maybe Elvis, I guess. But like, who else could that man say? Like, if he even said to you, you know, that was John Lennon's cologne, you'd be like, oh, all right, whatever, <laughs> you know. But with Sinatra, yeah. it's like it's borderline saying. When Jesus gave bread to the apostles, he dabbed a little of this on his wrists. <laughs> it's pretty much right up there with Jesus. If Jesus wore cologne, although I think Jesus would more, wear more of a subtle, almost like a fresh, right out of the shower scent. I see Don't him more. Think? I see him honestly more rubbing like uh, a scented flower all over his body, just just rubbing up against a, a tree or a bush that he made that he knows smells great. So, so you're saying Jesus has almost like a potpourri, maybe uh, patchouli scent. Yes, like if you were talking, if you were talking with Jesus, that's exactly what he smells like. He almost he blends in with nature. If, and, <laughs> If you, if, if like like a clean de- a deer, if a deer just took a bath. Now, if you were discussing colognes with Jesus, he would say, "But my son, I've already made the colognes. They're all around you." And then he'd like just rub up against the flower. I think. Oh wow! Right. I, I, I'd have to go with a Sinatra cologne over a Jesus scent. Fly me to the moon. Well. Let, let me let me stay one one more minute here on the cologne, and I was thinking of Christmas gifts. Are you moving around? Because you're very staticky. It's this damn thing. Is your okay. is your hood flying all over the place? That's <laughs> <laughs> my hoodie. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take this shirt off because it's hitting the mic. Is cologne something you could give as a Christmas gift to another man? Let's say I'm looking for something to give Mazzilli, our manager. Is, is cologne appropriate? Can you give a man another set and go, you know what, I think you would smell good in this? Uh, yes, I think you can. I think you can. Absolutely. I think that's uh, mano on mano. You know what I'm saying? I think... Uh, if if it's your signature cologne, that could be a little taken, a little misconstrued. Like you're saying, I smell fantastic. You should smell like me. Mm. But if you're like, hey, you know, uh, this is one I use from time to time, and I really thought you might like it. But yeah, no, that's a good gift. Because I asked him what kind of cologne he wears, and he wears just Armani. That's all he wears for the last 30 years. Like I, I look at cologne as like my my cologne collection's almost like wine. You know, I got a lot of them. Uh, well, how long do they last? If I bought a bottle of cologne, how long? What's the shelf life of a bottle of cologne? I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know if it has an expiration date. I mean, I have cologne upstairs that I probably had five six years. But like, if we were in Walking Dead and we were ten years in and we broke into a house and the guy had cologne, I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna shower and dab that." Is there like a ten year expiration? Where I don't know, I don't know. That's a good question. I've never sprayed cologne and it came out and it didn't smell. Does it lose the smell after? Uh, or maybe it just like gets a little too sharp. What did what did Sinatra smell like, man? Was it like? Musk was it was it was probably manly, right? Like manly. Yeah, like uh, you know when you smell it, it smelled uh, very intense, very um, 
uh, earthy. I would say like uh, it smelled like minerals. Uh, I don't know, like minerals have has a scent, but it, it it was very pungent, very overwhelming. What is that smell? Oh, that's the smell of desire, my lady. God, no! It smells like like a used diaper filled with Indian food. Oh. Excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. <laughs> smells like Bigfoot's dick. Oh, moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you, you, you think Dean went that heavy, or you think Dean went lighter to compensate? I think that whole crew smelled just like that in different variations. You know, I mean, I would figure... If Tony Bennett walked into the room, he'd have the same scent as Frank, but maybe a, 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 a little twist on it. If you put <laughs> Dean Martin, Tony Bennett, and Frank Sinatra in a room all together, and they all had cologne on, I would think everybody in the room would pass away. That that's the strength that we're talking on that, on those clothes. Well, there'd be so many cigarette butts flying around; it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but I don't know. I see Dean with maybe going with more of an aftershave. Although I do see Frank maybe having a problem if the guys he's hanging out with aren't wearing what he's wearing. I could see him like pulling it out of a drawer, making Bobby Darren, you know, tap this on your face, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if Sinatra almost had like a little small vial, like a little Coke vial of cologne in his in his jacket pocket, and he took his finger and kind of dabbed it underneath his ears. Okay, can we get, you know what, we got to do a special show where we get an expert on Sinatra on the line and we just talk to him the whole show. Uh, yeah, the way the way we go with guests, uh, I'm thinking maybe mid-July 2017 on that. Well, that's why I'm putting it in now. That's why I'm getting it in the books now. I'm looking forward to that summer show. No, there's a couple of shows that I stand by that I want to do. And uh, the top of the list is, is when I'm out in L.A. with some more time, we're doing the show at Michael Jackson's grave, or as close to it as we can, as we said. And now, here's a clip of Pete defending a dancer from Dancing with the Stars, who was sitting up front at a recent Pete Corielli stand-up show. He's a dancer, bro. We need men in the autistic field. It's so easy to say that's bouncy. That's not bouncy at all. You doing ballet? <laughs> Barroom swing. Barroom swing. Fantastic. Bro. You're not me, so shush. Nice. Dude, I need to take a picture. I need to take a picture. Did you hear that in there? The father shushed the boy for his dumb comment, and at the same time, the hot chick turned around and basically said, I'm fucking this ballroom dancer. And you're going home with your daddy. Oh, 
teach me a few moves. He's very good. I believe it. I believe it. Let's not get crazy, honey. Now it is ballroom dance. <laughs> Now let's get into these winarios. Um right. This is a little happy holidays, folks. Lou, let's get some Christmas music over this. And uh, as you're driving, you're going to wherever you're going, man, we're just trying to help you out with the outfits. We're trying to help you out because obviously the ladies aren't helping out, man. So we yeah. got to help each other out. Um so I'm going to name a few scenarios, and uh, we call them winarios, because Sebastian's going to give us his suggestion on what you'd wear in that situation. And, uh, hey, throw in if you think you'd go with a cologne in the situation or not. Uh, All right, let's start off going to church with the family, specifically the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You're going to church with your family, whether that's your girlfriend, your whole family, your kids. What are we talking What's appropriate? I mean, we don't have to go, obviously, in a goddamn three-piece suit with a, with a tie, right? Well, uh, for myself, if you're going to go to a Christmas mass, at this point in my life, me being 41 years old, I would have to put on a sports jacket and with a collared button-up shirt tucked into a possibly dark pant, whether it be a slack or a jean, although I grew up with no jeans in church. But, uh, but you yeah. were you were an altar boy, so let's keep that in mind. You were hot, you were hard and heavy with the religion. You were a little, you were a little more strict than most. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, if you look around church today, and I remember in oh, I think it was 2010, 2011, I did a sketch or a, a man on the street for Jay Leno, and it was uh, exactly what we're dealing with now, where. I, I said, what happened to the way people dress? And I went to an airport, I went to a theater, and I went to church, and I was picking people off that came out of these places that were dressed like shit. I mean, there's a guy that came out, speaking of camouflage, had camouflage shorts on he went to church with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, was Jesus just supposed to be grateful you showed up at all? Well, apparently so, because now it's... what I mean, guys were wearing... Um, uh, jerseys like LA Dodger jerseys that they were going to go to the to the church and then after that they were going to go to the game so they 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 dressed the way they were going to go to the game and they bled that into the mass oh, I mean that's a separate outfit that, man. Uh, absolutely and I mean if you're going to church and you find yourself in a situation where all you have is your Green Bay Packers jacket Leave it in the car and do a, a, a slow jog to the church. You're not going to freeze to death. Don't disrespect God. No logos. No logos. No logos. No logos. I think at, at this age, and you're in your 40s, I mean, I, I, think, I think, listen, when a man turns 30, it's time to step it up a notch with the wardrobe as far as being uh, appropriate for the occasion. I mean, if you're 23, 24, maybe you could get away with not knowing. But, I mean, I don't know. I think 30's the cutoff. For me, it was 15. <laughs> I think at some point, man, and it's about 30's where it normally is for everyone, you got to start to figure out your look. Yeah. Your, your overall look. Like, I mean, people in my life know you don't get me anything colored. I mean, what? What? I don't wear colors. I don't do colors. White sneakers. I haven't wore white sneakers 
since high school. I don't do white not, sneakers. Not a pair of what? Even white, even involved in the sneaker? No, I don't like any white in my sneaker. Maybe the light, like the outer trim, but no, I prefer. I like my sneaker to look a little bit more like a shoe. Um, uh, okay. But we're not doing this. I mean, if you did it with Leno, I got one more for the holiday season. I do want to ask, all right? Let's say you go into your daughter or your niece's little version of the Nutcracker playing at the local elementary school or high school auditorium on a Friday night. What are you wearing? What are you wearing, Dad? I'm wearing like a sweater with a pair of dark uh, blue jeans and, and, and black boots. Black boots, huh? Let us <laughs> what, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? No, no, no. I'm going pretty much the same thing. I just feel like, you know, you could also go with a loafer, but you like saying black boot because, you know, you want to say I'm a cool dad, man. I'm in the arts. Oh, no. I'm uh, When I'm a father, my look ain't going to change. I don't, I'm not going into this dad wear. My buddies do it. I go home and I look at them and I go, what happened? You used to wear nice clothes to go out. Now, all of a sudden... You got like a uh, like a zip up windbreaker on, and and, uh, and like jeans yeah. with sneakers. I don't do jeans with sneakers. Oh, by the way, God, no way. What is that look? I, I I was walking behind the guy today in the hallway earlier, and not only did he have the jeans with sneakers, this blows my mind. This I can't. When men do this, I literally want to stop them. And he wasn't like obviously a guy who had no money. Uh, short. The jeans are too short. I'm seeing the white socks. Ooh! I I can't I can't take that. I can't take that. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know what that is. And I'm man. I'm looking at him in front of me walking, and I see that look, and it makes me think that I'm smarter than you. I could take you in a fight. I have a better looking wife. And and and. <laughs> None of this, none of this is probably true. It's all probably wrong. But that's the perception I'm getting from your short pants, right? Well, I have a better you, car than you. Yeah, <laughs> you create a whole world. Yes, that doesn't even exist based on the guy's tube socks. That, oh God, when I see a photo of Johnny Depp in these ripped up uh, old dirt boots and like jeans, right away I'm like, this guy is abundantly cooler than I will ever be. Right. <laughs> It's all in the... And maybe he's not. Maybe at night he's in sweatpants, too, eating goddamn briars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, hey, man, those Sony, those Sony hack things, man, that's like... That's pretty heavy. Awful segue. You know, I, I was reading about them, you know, that lady at Sony who whose email got hacked. Yeah. And uh, what what was blowing me away is like, like I'm reading one from George Clooney and one of the movies he made wasn't doing well. It was just about to come out and it was going to be a flop and he knew it. And he's emailing her saying, I tried really hard and something got screwed up along the way and I'm really sorry. And then she emailed back basically saying, oh, we'll do our best to make money off it, you know, to, to sell it. And he's like, thanks so much, Amy. You're the best. I love you. And I'm reading this going, oh, my God. Even Clooney has to kiss ass. <laughs> it's, I'm like, I showed it to Jack. I go, look, this could be an email I'd send to uh, the guy Kaplan producing my TV show. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. And then there's another one where, like, 
she was having lunch with Ryan Gosling, and he showed up late, and he was like, sorry, I couldn't figure out which lot it was, and then she's emailing to her boss, uh, boss uh, had a great lunch with Ryan, and then like Ryan Gosling's assistant emailed her saying, Ryan really loved lunch, and she took that email, that head of Sony, passed it on to her bosses and go, Ryan really loved lunch. How, can you imagine being so famous that the head of the studio is psyched because you enjoyed your hamburger with them? <laughs> I mean, I can't. Holy famous. Holy oh, famous. man. It's amazing. And, and this Sony thing, and I don't know if you even thought about this, but can you imagine? I mean, first of all, what type of security... Do you need to have on your computer? I mean, I was like looking at my passwords the other day to like get into my email accounts. Are your passwords even difficult? No, I have the save your, your password thing. So you just click on like, yeah, you just click on it. But what I'm saying is that let's say sometimes they give you a suggested password and it's like, I don't know, 17 characters like capital C, small j, question mark, 689486HQ. Oh, yeah. My my passwords are like orange 639. You know, like there's, there's there's nothing to it. Yeah. Well, I always go with the same one whenever I can and Jackie's like that's so bad cuz all I have to do is get your password once and they have I go you got me. Then you got me. You got me. <laughs> To live my life like this. I don't know. Is anything secure? I mean, they say, oh, your social security, if people get that. Is it that hard to get the social security number? I don't know. And let me ask you this. If somehow I got hacked and all the money I have at Chase was gone tomorrow, I'm fucking going into Chase with a Louisville slugger. And I'm going off until you put the fucking money back. What do you think that's on me? You think that's on me? I you see these people crying on TV. I mean, I know there's people listening and go, no, it's fine. But I just can't imagine if my, if the banks like someone hacked in and said they were you. And I go, well, I got news for you, guy. It wasn't me. And now you owe me all that money. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh man. Like, and, you know, while we're on this computer stuff, if I can, um, we were having a conversation with some friends recently. Um, Based off, actually, it was based off of, remember that one episode we did where you went online and found that I, I live basically in child pedophile row? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the guys was talking about child porn, you know? And we were all like, yeah, like, like what? I go, I feel like if I just Googled child porn, I go, like, the FBI will just fucking burst through the window, like, like, like in Silence of the Lamb. Yeah, like that's just like like is that what happened? Like if I googled that, or, or or if I googled how to murder the president, like right away, are they on that shit? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Where the monitoring is, what all happens to that? I, I, it's just it's frightening, completely frightening. Now that just anybody could tap into the computers. You know, I mean, can, can yeah. you imagine if your emails got like released? Yeah. Or your text messages? Yeah, I mean, I'm it's it's pretty petty stuff with a guy like me, but but it is like like one time recently I had a creative issue with something and I sent an email and you know, everyone's done this comics even do a bit about it, but you uh 
as soon as you send it, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Did I see, see everybody on that? Holy shit, holy. And, yeah. I, and I didn't. I didn't, so I was fine. But that those people at Sony, that's like, that really happened. That's as if that really happened with every email they ever wrote. <laughs> shit, man. Oh, crazy, man. crazy. All right, what else? What else uh, on the on the Winarios? No, I don't do retread Leno bits, bro. I don't do retread Leno bits. I'm sh- the bits. Oh, done. we're not doing this again. <laughs> no, the bits done. It's over. Oh, the bits done. Yes, it's over. Oh wow, okay, that, that was quick. <laughs> Although I did, well, because I had more, but I mean, you already did it on the Tonight Show. But I do want. Oh yeah, but I mean, nobody saw it. Ah, well, I don't do retread, but I do want to ask you uh, one that uh, means a lot to me. Here is um, let's say. Somewhere across middle America, or wherever you may live, uh, over this holiday season, President Obama, who's now in Hawaii, but if he uh, came to your town hall just to wish everyone a Happy New Year and a Merry Christmas, and uh, you were invited to town hall, you were one of the chosen 300 people for a little eggnog, some cake, and meet the Obamas, and here's the deal. You're going to get a photo taken with the president, uh, and we want to let you know ahead of time the president will not be in a suit so you wear what you want, but that's his take. That's where he's at. So what would you wear to take a photo with the president at the town hall where you live? A suit. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come in this. I don't care if he's not wearing a suit or not. It's my picture. I'd, I'd wear a suit, and while the photos be taken, I'll give a look over at the president as if I'm saying, no suit guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are the president's suits? Here's one for you. Are the president's suits paid for by him personally, or is do you think you get like a wardrobe allowance as the president? Uh, it's I, I don't know. It's a little of both. I mean, it's like you're not supposed to take gifts and all that kind of stuff. But on the flip side, it's like, hey, who's charging the president for a suit? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Does he go in and go, I need a suit? And the guy goes, hey, God, take it. Yeah. Like, what if you own a Porsche dealership and uh, the president is like literally two months away from not being president anymore because it's wrapping up and he can't wait to drive a Porsche and he comes walking in as a party. You're going to go, what the fuck? I give a guy a free Porsche now. <laughs> <laughs> or are you going to be happy to give him a free Porsche or are you going sticker? Oh, well. I mean, Porsche really doesn't need any kind of plug from the president to sell cars, no? I don't know, man. Uh, to have a photograph of the president with a pair of Ray-Bans on and driving gloves optional, pulling off your lot in a Porsche? Oh, come on. I mean, look, you're, you're walking around with fucking nasty-ass Musk just because Sinatra wore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pulled up. Some of the perks, some presidential perks yeah. that the president gets. You want to hear them? I'd love to. All right. Uh, president has to pay for his own food, but he does have a number of expense accounts. Uh, well, regardless- I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I've seen in the movies, like, you know, when he's sitting in the Oval Office and he goes, I have a taste for quail. And he makes a call, and he Henry, can you make me quail? I mean, it was Henry go, okay, but, you know, that's $15. Well, 
Well, it says here that he's got five full-time chefs to prepare any sort of meal for White House staff. In addition, there's a huge collection of vintage wine, which is still in stock from when Thomas Jefferson spent more than ten grand purchasing it. I'm sorry, if I was president for eight years, the wine cellar would be vacant. <laughs> I know. I can't believe no, no one's come in and just said, you know just what? You don't like it out. You don't like me? I don't like you. <laughs> I'm gonna drink all the goddamn wine. Oh and then and then there's the like see that's the thing right there. The, this is amazing because you could be famous and you and you get a, maybe even a personal tour from the president, and you're like, yeah, you're going to talk to another famous person. You're like, I got a, I got a personal tour from the president, and then that person is even more famous. Looks at you and go, did you split a bottle of wine that Thomas Jefferson put in there? I, I wouldn't even know that was a possibility. Who do you break that out with as the president? I don't know. I don't know when. I, I would just be sitting like on a Wednesday, and I would go to go to the guy. You, you mind pulling a. Uh, a 1941 uh, Cabernet out of the out of the cellar for me. <laughs> I, I would be drinking that on a, on a day today. Oh okay. So shelter. Uh, do you think the president pays for the furniture at the White House? No, I know he doesn't. Okay. Fully furnished. It's got a bowling alley. Putting green. Jogging track, billiard room, tennis courts, swimming pool, and movie theater. I have never seen any of this shit at the White House. Have you ever seen this? Where's the swimming pool located? I, I'm sorry. Are we still talking about the White House or J.J. Watt's house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, yeah, I didn't know there was a swimming pool. And, and by the way, with the swimming pool, do you think they frolic or do you think it's always laps or do you think like sometimes you know the whole family's in there like all right i got i'll do you one better mm. do you think the president of the united states the sitting president now has ever done a cannonball <laughs> into that pool i would have to think a guy like obama is definitely Literally oh. taking a running start, <laughs> yeah, and jumping into that pool. Oh, they play Marco Polo every Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> taking a running start. <laughs> I don't think Michelle goes in though. I just feel like no. she doesn't like pools. I don't think. All right, all right. She's more. Um, she's more of an ocean. More of an ocean lady. Can you do that as a president? Be like, keep the White House. I'm living in Malibu. I, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, can they say, you know what, don't really want to live here? I'd like to live in California. Can we Can we move it? Or, or could, could I buy a house there? We just call it my house for eight years? You know, I remember the governor of uh, Minnesota, that ex-wrestler. God, what was his name? Ventura, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, we interviewed him once, and uh, he had to give up the governorship because he had to move to the desert because his wife had a breathing condition, and she needed to live in arid weather. So, uh, And that's just the governor of Minnesota. So I do not think the president could live in Malibu. All right. I'd be like, fine, guy. Send my mail to the White House, but I got news for you. I'm going to be in Malibu five yeah. days a week. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the winners here. I'm leaving. I mean, what? I don't know. All right, here's another one. All right. Uh, 
shit. By the way, man, by the way, if you are going to split any of that wine with anybody, uh, I think it's time to take one of the original bottles that George Washington had in stock, invite over Putin. Open up a bottle. Uh, Pat the man's back. The man is beaten down. It's done. We made our point. He's a broken man, and I got to give it to Obama on this one, man. I was worried. It's done. Ding dong. The witch is dead. <laughs> telling you. What's with gas, bro? It's fucking practically free. Amish people are driving. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's great. You go up to the, the thing, and it's like, that's it? It's like, now I'm going to look, I go, 65, that's it? Oh, God. Last time I got gas, I looked at the attendant, I go, and get the white SUV behind me for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, if, if uh, the president and the first lady dislike the artwork in in the White House when they come in, they have the complete collections in the National Gallery of Art at their disposal. They could go shopping at a museum. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy shit. I tell so, you, I am really starting to realize what an amazing night it would be to be invited to sleep over the White House. Oh, yeah, especially with this, uh, with this swimming pool we had no idea they had. Uh. And the tennis courts. Haven't seen them at all. Is this all underground? I, I Yeah, I, right? It just seems to me like the, it's a small little house. And I feel like they're like trying their hardest to duck out of the window because it's so small and we're peering in. But apparently there's a compound below. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to go through the inner workings of that whole damn thing. God damn. you imagine playing tennis with the president? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush the net. That would be probably like I go back to the room with my wife. Going, I could have rushed the net and crushed them. Yeah. But I laid back because I, you know, I want to swim later. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, else we got? What else? What we else? Got? What else we got? Uh, he's got a nice retirement package. Not a nice pension. Annual pension is equal to the yearly salary of a cabinet member, which is over 150 grand. Some of it, some examples include Bill Clinton, who's expected to receive over six million. Ronald Reagan, who received more than two million during his lifetime. Interesting enough, George Bush has declined his pension. I mean, say what you want about Bush, but he just told them keep it, keep it, man. I I don't want to be. I'm not coming back for Christmas parties. I don't yeah. want to be part of any functions. You know, stick it. You don't like me, I don't like you. I got a question for you. Can a can a president after he retires, like just, you know, go outside of uh you know, Bass Stadium and sign footballs for like two hundred and fifty bucks a football? Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He can do that. Yeah. Well how come I mean uh, how come not one president has ever like done movies since they were the president? Has anybody ever done a movie after being a... That'd be an interesting question. I mean, we, we know Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was the president. But right. I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, you know, we come back... We, Obama does a movie, like a remake of Lethal Weapon. Him and Glover. I mean, him and, <laughs> him and uh, <laughs> you know, Christian Bale or some shit. <laughs> if you were the president, all right... Uh, and it was getting close to being your time to leave. Yeah. 
and there was still people like obviously you haven't met. Who would you? Who would be the one person that you go? You know what? I'm throwing down my gauntlet card here. I want to meet this person why, because I can because I'm the president. Who would be the one person? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Who would yours be? Uh, I think as you know it. When I say it, you'll know it, I mean B- Billy Joel. No. <laughs> the Pope, man. The Pope. You got this thing with the Pope, man. The Pope is God, bro. Do you think the Pope's got more perks than the president? Well, here's a question, because maybe he maybe not, but like, can the Pope do this? Like, you know, that people are dropping a million dollars to have Mick Jagger sing five tunes at their daughter's birthday party? Can you, if you're really rich, like David Geffen, can you pay like three million to have the Pope come to your home and do Christmas Eve Mass? Oh my! Oh wow! Stop that! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, would that be beautiful? Oh, oh God! And, and with the tree that you've been talking about, can you imagine oh. the Pope right next to that? I, I got a Pope perk. What's that? The Pope has his own hospital. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The guy's got his own hospital. <sighs> That's it. That is game over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, even when Reagan got shot, I think they sent them over to, like, uh, like some public hospital. <laughs> yeah. When Reagan got shot, they took him over to, like, Washington <laughs> Presbyterian Hospital. <laughs> they called ahead and said, clear the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> we got no room. Oh, God. That is just... That's oh. the most amazing perk I've ever heard in my entire you, life. I don't think you could beat that. You can't beat that. I mean, a bowling alley. <laughs> a bowling alley. The swimming pool. Guys, guys on the hospital. I haven't been that blown away since the Bocelli story on the <laughs> <laughs> blind on the horse. All right. Uh, well, I, I figure I don't think there's any better way to end this Christmas show than to talk about the Pope. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's just fitting, just fitting with Christmas around the bend here. Uh, the tree's up. I'm going to make my eggnog again. I know a lot of listeners have been wanting me to post the eggnog recipe. Uh, I'll be doing that this week up on our on our page. Put up there the um, put up there the Sinatra cologne too. I want to see what that is. I'll put the Sinatra cologne up there as well. Um, any final? Uh, Was well, this the last show of the year? No, no, no. I'm playing New Year's Eve at Gotham. I'm headlining Gotham on New Year's Eve. Oh no no! I, I meant I meant uh, podcast. Oh oh! Uh, well, quick before I do forget though, I want to tell everyone one night only. If you're out in the L.A. area, January fifteenth, Thursday night, headline in the Ice House in Pasadena. Could really use you to come out. Now, uh, I don't know, bro. Do you want to do one more cast between Christmas and New Year's? Uh, I'm here, so it's up to you. I mean, you're bouncing around. I'm here. I'm ready to go. I have nothing to do. Thank God. Then there you go. I, I'll be home, too, after I visit my parents for a day. So 
We'll be doing one more before New Year's, but this is the last one until Christmas. I, I did have something else to shoot at you. Let's do it, man. <clears throat> I went on an audition yesterday. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think I got it. Oh, yeah? Nice. Uh, I, this is for the actors out there. Or even if you went on a job interview. It's always that point where you walk out of the room and in your head you go, Oh, God, did that suck. Or you go, I think I got a shot. This is one of the only times I've ever said, I think I got a shot at this. It's a movie and the scene that I'm doing is opposite Matt Damon. That's great, man. Now, when you. How nice would that be? <laughs> yeah. How nice would that be? You'd be at all intimidated if you got a movie and the scene is a one scene, it's a three page deal, and you're literally, you and Matt Damon are doing the scene. Where where are you on that? Yeah, well, where <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, where are you? I'd be excited, nervous, all of it, man, all of it. Um, yeah, it'll be. I think it'd be a little nerve wracking, no? Yeah, it would be. But you know, you, you just kind of kind of remember though that like you know what you came from and like you know that he 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 couldn't do what we do and it's you belong there so um how do you when do you find out for sure because i don't want to jinx this thing but did you definitely i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna find out i'm just saying it was one of those things where i went in and i walked out and i didn't feel embarrassed yeah you know i felt like wow that went pretty well and not to say that i got it or whatnot i'm not gonna jinx myself either but i just walked out of there with my head up high on a high note at the end of the year yeah now Earlier in the week, I had an audition where I think I was I went back to my car in tears. It went so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Those sometimes those are the ones you get. I know, but this one was like, oh, I stumbled over the line so bad. I think I might have uh, either early onset dementia or some type of dyslexia. I, I said the lines, and I said them so I couldn't even repeat how I said the lines in the in the room. It was that bad. <laughs> Shit! Wait, were you were you on tape or were you doing? Oh, I was on tape. If they have that tape, I want it. And I want to post it on my Facebook page just to show you what happens in an audition. Oh, I know, right? And it's like when it's someone else's words. That's why, like. I'm so crossing my fingers to get to make the pilot that we wrote because you could name you could say one word anywhere in that pilot script and I know I know exactly where we are because I was so involved in writing it and stuff and it's and my character speaks like I do so yeah and all the characters around me I kept the real names I don't even have to remember names man so because that's I can't I, the, it's the remembering shit that gets in my yeah. head sometimes yeah it's the remembering it's the memorization well good luck man I hope you get the part and if you do uh, you know uh, see if we can get Matty D to do a little time on the cast in between yeah tests. we'll get him we'll get him here too yeah all right, well, listen, all right, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, have a good time. My best to you and all the family, bro. You got it. Take care. Later.
the show has ended. This, I can't, when men do this, I literally want to stop them. And he wasn't like, obviously, a guy who had no money. Uh, short, the jeans are too short. I'm seeing the white socks. Oh, I, I can't, I can't take that. I can't take that. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know what that is. And I'm, man. I'm looking at him in front of me walking and I see that look and it makes me think that I'm smarter than you. I could take you in a fight. I have a better looking wife. And, and, and none of this, none of this is probably true. It's all probably wrong, but that's the perception I'm getting from your short pants, right? Well, I have a better you, car than you. Yeah, <laughs> you create a whole world. Yes. That doesn't even exist based on the guy's tube socks. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away, here's a bluebird. Here to stay, here's a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland In the manner we can build a snowman And pretend that he's passing round He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job you down When it snows Ain't it thrilling? Your nose get a little chill. We'll frolic and play the Eskimo way.
frolic and play the Eskimo way, walking in the winter wonderland. Mm. Come on, walk it. <laughs> <laughs> 